they're not just corrupt and they're not just biased. They're terrified. The people in the Mockingbird media, <laughs> these are traumatized people. And this becomes so clear as you see what they place hope in. You can judge how traumatized a person is by that in which they place hope. Case in point, look at someone in a rushing river and they've fallen into that river and they're clinging to a log in the middle of the river as there are rescue people downstream and they've got nets and they've got ropes and, and they've got a helicopter, but they just can't get up to that point. And that person is pressed against a rock or a log and they will not let go. You can't live out there. You will die of hypothermia. Eventually you'll tire, you'll drown, you'll get pressed against the rock. You cannot live out there. But people cling to it because it seems to be the only thing. In the 20 block region that houses the Mockingbird media and in the single zip code in which 99% of them live in their first of three houses, they live in fear of us. And they live in fear of their saviors, fake saviors, obviously. They live in fear of their fake saviors getting in contact with us or being persuaded by us. The same way you might be concerned as you pull up to school to pick up your kid and you see your kid hanging out with, with, with children who look troubled and like their trouble. <laughs> and this is so evident if you listen to this clip from the young man whose job it is to be the chief of staff for a lady who is not in government. Oh, but I don't think the first lady would, would, would ever know where to find Fox. She, she, <laughs> she would, can't find it on it, the channel. It, she doesn't watch Fox. No, she, she doesn't know about those things unless I tell her. Unless I tell her the todd herman show is 100 percent disapproved by big pharma technocrats and tyrants everywhere now from the high mountains of free america here's the emerald city exile todd herman Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I really appreciate the partnership with Allen's Artisan Soaps at allensoaps.com slash Todd. It is a great honor to be even in a minor way connected with a company that is proving that people like Alan provide tremendous success. Yes, John, the father who runs the company is very good at what he does, but he couldn't do it without his son, Alan, and his olfactory senses and his sensitive skin and his joy. I love it. I love seeing the joyful pictures of young Alan. It's uh, alansoaps.com slash Todd, where you get 10% off. And there's a bunch of details. We'll talk about that later, but 10% off almost everything. This is uh, the realization of a lifetime for me. I have had such frustration with the Mockingbird media. And I used to call them the liberal media like most of us. And then Rush, God rest him, called them the drive-by media. And for some time, someone said the mainstream media. 
And when I watched the program, the, the Hunger Games, and read the book, that's where I started to think about the Mockingbird media because I was thinking about the, the film and the, the Mockingbirds, the Mockingjays. And so I started to call them the Mockingbird media. I didn't know that, this, that there was a mo- Project Mockingbird with the CIA. I didn't know that. I knew that the CIA had worked with Hollywood and still does. And I know that that relationship at times is very tight. But I've had this deep frustration because I've got this deep need to have honest media. And I've been fascinated with the media business my whole life. And my goodness, the, the good they could do if they chose to do it well. And as I was prepping for the show, I, I, something drew me, said, just go see, just go spend a couple days at Newsbusters. Now, frankly, Newsbusters is a staple tool in conservative talk radio because uh, they do a very good job there of displaying the liberal media bias. And it's lasted a long time. And the people who started it and the Newsbusters Foundation, they deserve all sorts of credit for that. And frankly, on a lazy talk radio day, if, if you don't have much in the news, you can go grab Newsbusters stuff and, and create a whole bunch of good fun times making fun of the media. And that's fun. It's fun, fun work. And when I went and, and, and looked at that, I was thinking, ah, you know, none of this is that interesting to me. I've seen this all before, but then it just hit me. These people live in a state of terror. And as I began to do the biblical reading, thinking about that, thinking about the fear in which these people live, I began to think back to Washington, D.C. And how so upside down it was, is. So that sound clip I played of the young guy who, I just can't imagine. What's your job? I'm Joe Biden's chief of staff. What do you do? I'm her chief of staff, but what, yeah, but I mean, she's the first lady. What do you do? And and all first ladies have chiefs of staff and none of them should. None of them should. What do you do? I go on TV and say. I don't think the first lady would, would, would ever know where to find Fox. She she, she, (laughs) can't find it on the channel. She doesn't watch Fox. No, she, she doesn't know about those things unless I tell her. Now, later we'll play Brian Stelter asks him a gentle question about Hunter Biden. A very gentle question, I think, about Hunter Biden. And I remembered this as I was looking out through the Bible and I was thinking about the fear and imagining what it is to live in 20 blocks, or rather they work in, in this 20-block region roughly, maybe 40-block region, where all the Mockingbird Media headquarters exist. And all of them live in one zip code in their primary Primary residences are all in one zip code. They all have the same fears. Now, see that there, that's freaky. You know, that, that situation is talking about the rushing river. Well, if all the people are clinging to that same log, man, they've all convinced each other there is no hope. And you have all the rescuers downstream saying, we have a net across the river. You can't bit, get past the net. We're going to catch you, then we'll bring the helicopter and get you out, but you can't live on that log. But they're all convincing each other. Don't let go of the log, man. I started to research the the the, the Bible on this. And then I remembered. In that part of Manhattan, yeah, there's lots of churches that, that none of the media members go to. I shouldn't say that because it's not true, but most of them don't attend. And if they do, they're completely social justice churches. So they can't truly have the peace of God. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your results or requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. They don't have that. That's, that's rather tragic. Well, it's not rather tragic. It's completely tragic. So they fall victim to this fear. And then there's the DC thing that I've been talking about. That young guy whose job it is to work for Jill Biden doing whatever, he is one of thousands. And they protect the boss from information. Now think of this. You have Joe Biden, who is a tragically demented, old, grifting con artist. And that man can sit in the Oval Office and believe that he has brought America together. He can do that. He can believe he's respected. He can believe he's in charge. He can believe that people see him as strong and effective because his staff can spoon feed him nonsense like that. And this is why he can speak with such arrogance, I think. And if you think of that log they're all floating on, they're all making excuses. Because some person might say, look, look, there's a net there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> then look at that net. This log has got away. This log's got away 20,000 pounds. That net might, might that wet, that net might, might not even weigh a pound. I'm not letting go of this log. I'm not letting go of this log. Don't let go of the log. And you want to know why other people don't want to let go of the log? They're, they're, no, no, don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Because if they let go and make it, then the next person has to let go and they might make it. And in their heart, they're thinking, but if we all stay on the log, then I won't have to let go. If no one does it, then I won't stand out. If no one speaks up and says, Joe Biden's a senile corrupt grifter, then I won't have to speak up and say, Joe Biden's a senile corrupt grifter. And so they don't. And DC is staff run. So when I speak of these dynamics, understand that this crosses Republican and Democrat aisles. This is ABC showing their, their, their worship of the log. The people trapped in the river. The log is our savior. <laughs> long, long live the log. We worship log, log. You know what? What, what show am I remembering? What show was that? Oh, that was Ren and Stimpy, wasn't it? Wasn't there a commercial in Ren and Stimpy? Log, log, it's a fun and wonderful toy. Log, log, it's fun for a girl and a boy. Yeah, remember that? It was just a log. <laughs> that is kind of the way sometimes you get kids gifts and they, they, they take the box. You buy them a $600 kid play thing. Hey, we set up the uh, playhouse and back for 600 bucks. Oh, we like the box better. Okay. I've distracted myself. This is ABC and they are doing their thing. They're worshiping the log of 
legislation from the Democrats. Now, mind you, as you listen to this, this is news. Mind you, as you listen to this, this is the stuff that is spoon fed to Joe Biden. Uh, how how do people uh, how are they receiving the uh, uh, the inflation uh, the inflation repeating uh, repeating uh, act? Oh, Mr. President, they love it. The people are so thankful for the Inflation Reduction Act, sir. Reduction. Remember, it's reduction. Uh, yeah, but I like to say repeation. Turning now to Washington, where the Senate is preparing to start the voting process this afternoon on a $430 billion bill tackling climate change, health care, and taxes. Tackling it. <laughs> now, you see what I'm saying? The same people who've been in D.C. forever are now tackling this. Don't let go of the log. The log has been here for a long time. That net is new. Don't let go of the log. ABC's White House correspondent Mary Alice Parks is at the Capitol with the latest on the piece, the key piece of President Biden's agenda. Mary Alice, good morning. Janae, good morning. Democrats are eager to get moving on their big bill. Oh, and this lady on the video She's just opening up a gift. Honey, oh my gosh. These are car keys. You got me the BMW. Is it an ice cream color? Especially now that their last holdout, Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema, is finally on board. So senators are headed in. They're planning to work all weekend. Like you said, they're expecting the first votes on this later this afternoon. A reminder what the bill calls for. A historic investment in clean energy. Now you hear this? I mean, and this is just breathing. Now, a reminder what the bill calls for. <gasps> that historic. Energy and climate change. A cap on prescription drug costs for seniors. It will give Medicare the ability to negotiate drug prices. Yeah, Medicare negotiates. <laughs> Medicare negotiates. Ask a doctor's office if it negotiates. It sends you a letter. These drugs now cost this, period. That's it. Yeah. Prices and set a minimum corporate tax rate of 15%. A minimum corporate tax rate. The log will save us. People don't pay, corporations don't pay taxes. They don't pay taxes. Do you see the way their, their terror is that Biden, the log, is going to get washed away? And this is the stuff that gets put in front of Biden and team Biden. Now, Democrats this morning are getting some good news from the Senate parliamentarian. This was an important, very wonky step that Democrats had to go through. Basically, each part of the bill gets judged on whether it impacts the government's revenue or spending enough that it can count as budget related. That's the key for Democrats. That's the key. Because budget items can be passed with just a simple majority, just 50 votes. And no Republicans are planning to vote for this bill. Now, we are expecting a lot of debate, a lot of voting all weekend, so still a ways to go on this. But Democrats are hopeful that they can get it all wrapped up and sent to the president by early next week. Early With next only three week. months to the midterms, Eva, they want a win here as soon as a possible. A win! A win! We got a win! And this is the stuff that, that is used to insulate the bosses. Now, if you're on staff for the boss... And your job until you become a lobbyist and earn, you know, a couple million. Well, I shouldn't say earn are given a couple million bucks a year. Um, and you insulate yourself by only giving them the good press clippings. 
there was this incredibly sad story about Elvis Presley. Elvis went, gosh, have I told this story before? This is one of the dearest and, and saddest stories that Elvis got free of Colonel Sanders and flew to Los Angeles. Yeah, I've told this before. Here's the part that matters to me. Well, I mean, the whole story is incredible. That Elvis had to get free of the Colonel, but he didn't know you had to buy plane tickets because he'd been that insulated because the, the Colonel took care of all that. And then the pilot saw Elvis trying to get on the airplane and the people at the counter back when, you know, you could actually just buy your ticket and walk on the plane. We're saying, oh, no, Mr. Presley, we can't just let you on. And uh, uh, Billis, uh, Billis, no. And the pilot said, that's Elvis Presley. He, he is, money's no good here. He flies on my airplane. And he was in the Sunset Strip, Elvis was. And he's dressed like Elvis, like in stage clothes. Like the jumpsuit thing. And this was in this like late, late 60s. And he walks down to a record store and people are thinking it's an Elvis impersonator, which would not be unheard of in Los Angeles. And he walks into a store and, his, and he starts to look for his records. Like, man, oh, it's all it's a Beatles long hair. And Crosby, Stills, and Nash long hair. What's this? Buffalo Spring, what? Oh, man. Where's, where's Elvis Presley? And the guy to tell him, oh, this is our way back there. I'm a king of rock and roll completely. Well, but you're not selling. Now, that's not to down Elvis. But he was insulated. I was at lunch a little while ago with a guy I work with who has spent a long time in jail. And I asked him, what's the hardest part about coming out? He said, the changes. He goes, when I went in, gas was a buck 86. And now it's four bucks. And he goes, and I was in jail. Guys that are in prison. He, he, I mean, there are people who come out of prison and they're looking at the smartphone and going, what is that? And they've been insulated. So they insulate each other from us. And that 20 block region of Manhattan, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like our... It's like our 20 acres. You might be saying, as bad as things get, honey, I want 20 acres so they can't get to us. That's what Manhattan is. That's what the income is. That's what you have to be a member of the club to join the club is. It's protection from people like us, but they are so completely bought into each other that you can take that report from ABC and then go to a competing network, right? They're, they're stiff competitors, but let's see, 30 Rock, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, that is a mm, 10-minute train ride to ABC up 6th Avenue. That is a 20-minute mm, walk up the street from ABC, between ABC and NBC. 
Meantime, Democrats are hoping to come together in Washington today for a test vote on that massive economic plan aimed at reducing inflation. Now that Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema has Same signaled verbiage. her willingness Same to agree to the deal. NBC's Ali Vitali is on Capitol Hill with what lies ahead. Ali, good morning to you. Ali's excited yeah, too. Peter and Kristen, uh, good morning. The, we're just hours away now from hours. the starting bell of Democrats trying to pass this reconciliation package. It's a big one and it's going to be big. a lengthy process as they look to pass this health care, tax reform, and, and deficit reduction deal. This morning, Democrats marching in lockstep. All right, well, we're feeling pretty good. Set to kick off a rare Saturday session this afternoon in hopes of notching a big win for their party and hey, President Joe Biden. Hey, she said it too. Taking up a package of legislation that big boasts win. hundreds of billions in deficit reduction. Oh, she said it too. upwards of $350 billion in energy and climate provisions. She said it too. They said the same thing and they're comforted. The log will protect us. Don't let go of the log and float downstream into make America great again. Don't flow downstream into limited governance. Certainly don't flow downstream into that constitution. And remember, log is God. Log loves us. The log in this rushing water, that log named Joe Biden, that log named Democrat, or that log named FBI, FDA, CDC. Those logs keep us safe. My log keeps you safe and your log keeps me safe. They're terrified people. They're absolutely traumatized people. And it gets more clear that they're traumatized and confused and godless and therefore becoming more traumatized and more confused and more godless and as i listen to myself speak i'm starting to have more and more empathy for them oh and that's a good thing it truly is a good thing so at the top of the show i was just talking about alan's artisan soaps and i'm going to ask um their permission to post on social media this picture of alan who is going to his first day of sixth grade. And here he is in his Minecraft t-shirt and he's got his cutoffs on. And Alan, Alan um, I don't gotta say struggles because I don't think he does. He's he's incredibly joyful young man, um, 12 years old. And you can see that he's got some medical conditions and he is solid, man. Alan's a handsome, handsome dude. And he is also very busy because he's going to sixth grade. And here's his schedule when he gets home. Get some time on Minecraft, but then he goes to work at the soap company. 12. Goes to work at the soap company. What does he do? Well, he checks on the quality of the soaps. He makes sure that they're packed correctly. Right? And all these things, all the soap is made in America. All of it is made in small batches. All of it they pay very special attention to. All of it is all natural. And there is a new scent. It's called Lilac Applewood. There's also Pure, which is no scent. On those, you get 10% off. Get a free Sissel pouch when you use the coupon code Todd at checkout. Buy one of each or two of one. It's Todd Herman Show exclusive. Uh, and then there's this. And it's, um, it's your chance to try the soap. Okay, if you're not already on the Herminator subscription plan, which I hope you get to, there are soaps that get beat up around the edges. Some of them are scored, so the imprint doesn't look perfect. They can't sell these in retail. 
So they have to label them factory seconds. In this way, you can try many, many of the scents of soaps. You go to allensoaps.com slash Todd. You can try them. You get a sisal pouch. They're going to wrap them in the sisal pouch. Same one in the Herminator sub. And there's a limited supply of these. So if you're wondering about my favorite fragrance, it's cedarwood jasmine followed by vanilla lime. And I hope to be able to try the new scent, lilac applewood soon. The reason I speak about Alan and these things that would be challenges for a less joyful, less godly young man is because as you purchase this soap and you love the soap, this is our opportunity to take this company as a model and go next door to other companies and go, hey, are you hiring young people with autism? If not, why not? Look what they can do. Oh, all lives don't matter. Indeed, look what Alan does. It's alansoaps.com slash top, A-L-A-N-S. So these terrified people hanging on to a log named the CDC or a log named the EPA or a log named the FDA or the Democrat Party, the DNC, they're afraid of us. The further things change and the further the elites try to push us and the less we move, the more scared they become, the less effective they are at moving us in their direction, the more afraid they become. Because if there's no God and there's no security and there's no peace that surpasses all understanding, and it's simply just a survival game of, of, of the most rhetorically gifted, but their gifts don't move us, well, then that can be very scary. And it shows in the way they report things. Have you ever had to go into a completely different culture from your own? When was the last time that truly happened to you, that you had to go into a culture that was not your own? It's happened to me a few times in my life, and it's, it's, it's shocking. And if you treat it as scary, you can do a really good job of scaring yourself. If you treat it as scary. If you treat it as different and you treat it as you're open to this, it can be utterly fascinating and often is. But they don't get this chance. This is a view someone has, an executive producer and then a writing team and then an anchor. And in fact, everybody involved in this story either has this view or they pretend to have that view because again, there's the log. There's someone thinking, I'm going to let go of the log, but I'm the only one. Everyone else must know something. I don't know. I think I should let go of the log and let the firemen catch me. It looks like the net goes all the way across and the firemen look like they're strong and they can catch me. And, and I see that helicopter up there, but no one else is letting go of the log and people are screaming, don't let go of the log. The log will save us. The log is our God. There's someone on these teams who probably knows and listens to this and says, you guys, log is not going to save us. Searing heat, massive wildfires, catastrophic flooding. Unequivocal evidence, the United Nations says, that climate change is real and that human activity is its primary cause. So how bad can it get? According to some scientists, the possibility of worldwide societal collapse or even eventual human extinction isn't out of the question. It's a harsh warning, to say the least. 
And yet, this morning, Tracy Smith finds there's still reason for hope. Ah, Living through ah, the summer ah. of 22 has made climate change harder to deny. <laughs> now, we look at this from our perspective. And we say, wait, wait, you guys. You guys, the Renaissance period. Guys, there were no internal combustion engines. And yet the, the, the globe was at its hottest. And you guys, crop yields went up. And people had more food. And then the temperatures came back down. Or I might say to people who have traveled the country, like if you've traveled the Western United States and you've been in uh, across Washington state, across those many, many different ecosystems, the area around the Columbia river, which is right now a desert. It was once a rainforest. And now there are rainforests where there were deserts. And we look at this from our perspective and we say, there's balance. But you look at it in this 40 block perspective where they all work and they all live and none of them can get each other out of the fear. It's like scared people trying to calm people down. There's this dynamic that goes on in trauma families. Yeah, that's a phrase, trauma family, by the way. I hate that phrase because it puts a label on people versus a situation. I would prefer to say families in traumatic situations versus trauma families. But that's, and there's also a label trauma kids, by the way. There's this thing where couples will trade the pain back and forth. So they'll sit in their front room and they'll bemoan. Gosh, is she ever going to be okay? I don't know, honey. I'm so worried. I'm worried too. And they'll just toss that, they'll take that pain ball and they'll toss that pain ball back and forth to each other. And the role of a good therapist is to get in and go, hey, let me catch that pain ball for a second. Let me, I'll hold the pain ball and let me provide you some balance. Let me help you bring some things forward or, or better yet, a good Christian community. You know, of brothers and sisters who aren't getting paid for this, but they're doing this because they love you and they're going first because Christ went first. And they're serving others versus serving themselves. And they can step into that and say, give the pain to me for a little while. And I'll give it to the Lord. And we'll give it to the Lord in prayer. He says, look, my, 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 my yoke is light. My, my, my yoke is uh, easy. My burden is light. Let me carry that. And it alleviates. They, they don't have this. Because they get each other spun up. And this is how they live. And this is how they report. And so they come up with things like that, that it's now, now it's going to lead to extinction. Meanwhile, somehow they're pro-abortion. Meanwhile, they somehow or another have found a way to ignore things like this. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. Along with that, there's also been an increase in certain medical diagnoses, such as miscarriages and Bell's palsy. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an over... U.S. life insurance companies have reported, but not the Manhattan media. That's Kusi News out of San Diego. Next hour, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to use that as an example 
of what a fear society begets and what it's causing. Next hour, there are people who've been injected with the mRNA and harmed and they're seeking revenge. There are people whose family members have been injected with the mRNA and have been killed and they're seeking revenge. And the party is continuing to insist there's nothing wrong. And we go back to log. We go back to the mockingbird media saying the log will save us. The Tony Fauci's the log. He's the solid log in the, in the rushing waters. We need to hold on to the Fauci. We need to hold on to the CDC. And then you look upstream. You're holding on to that log in the freezing water. And somewhere in your intellect, you know, you're eventually going to get hypothermia. You're eventually going to die. You're eventually going to drown. But log is so solid. Log is so safe. And then you look upstream. And here comes a whole bunch of other smaller logs at 60 miles per hour headed for you. Coming downstream. Are those logs going to run into you and crash you against Savior Log? What do you do? There are times where you need help. One of the things that you can do in times that you need help is say, well, what do we need help with? I would say if you are a couple and you guys are kind of disagreeing about retirement, and you're saying, I don't think we're ready yet. I don't feel ready yet. Is what if you bring in a third party to help you guys figure it out? To maybe take the fear ball for a little while and say, hey, let me take the fear ball that you guys have. And I'll just make it into a ball of analytics. You know, I, I'm going to care for you. I want to steward your money for you. Like at Bulwark Capital Management, Zach Abraham, that's what he does. But he doesn't operate in fear. He can't. So he can take that, that fear bubble. You guys are tossing back and forth as a married couple. Like, man, I want to retire. And, and one of you saying, no, it's not time. We can't. And Zach can take it and turn it into numbers and, and hand you what used to be a fear ball and a worry ball back. And now it's numbers. And now it's analysis. And now it's something in which you can make a rational decision. Here's an opportunity for you both to sit down and take the measure of Zach Abraham in a different way. You hear him on the podcast every Friday. Here's a unique way to do this. Zach is putting on a free live webinar. It's coming up Thursday, the 18th of August. That's mad. That's not long from now. That's next Thursday. Um, Get with him. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Grab your place. It's a free live webinar. Sit with your loved one, your spouse, and listen to Zach talk about, do people have enough to retire? When should people draw down on Social Security? What kind of folks need estate planning or long-term care? And if you have questions about the philosophy of Bulwark Capital Management, Zach will address why the 60-40 stock bond mix thing is outdated in today's insane inflationary environment in the, in the, in the chaos economy. The corruption economy. He'll discuss his risk management strategy. In at, at, at Bulwark, it is all about risk management. So again, it's Thursday, August eighteenth at three p.m. These spaces do sell out. So all you need to do for you and your wife, or you and your husband, is go to knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com and secure your space. 
That way the fear ball becomes some sheets filled with facts and data and numbers. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement and Bulwark Capital Management and investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SCC registered investment advisor. So the situation is you, the, the, the people in Manhattan, the uh, elite media are hanging on to the log. They're in the rushing water, but they will not let go of the log of CDC and FDA and EPA and NEA and DNC. And they're all hanging on together. And even people who are hanging under the log are thinking in their minds, I got to let go of the log. I don't think the log can save us. I think the log might drown us eventually. But no one else here is willing to let go of log. I'm not going to let go of log until my friends let go of log because I don't want to look stupid. And there's other th people thinking, oh, I hope my friends don't let go of log. Because if they let go of log, then I have to question my belief in log. And if I question my belief in log, then I might be moved to, to let go of log. And then everybody's head turns upstream because someone, one of the people holding on the log says, oh my gosh, you guys, look. And they look upstream. And oh my goodness, there's a whole bunch of smaller logs rushing downstream headed for you. Wow. They might smash us against the savior log. Well, it's time to let go. Let go of log, float downstream, let the firemen catch us. And now the people on the side are saying, let go of log. The other logs are coming. Let go of log. But people tell themselves lies. Sometimes in dangerous circumstances, people tell themselves lies. Lies. They tell themselves lies. To make, to make the pain feel less, they'll tell themselves lies. Like this. This happens all the time. Gosh, this left arm is killing me. So weird. I haven't exercised and it's, it's just like tight. And the side of my neck is just tight. And I like, I don't know short on breath, I got to lay down. I, I, I need to, I need a drink. And, and they're describing the signs of a heart attack. I, I need to, and man, my mouth tastes all, it, it tastes like metal, like copper. I got to lay down. I need a drink. I need to eat. People tell themselves these things. Or Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade comes, and man, that was log for a lot of people. That was log. I, I held the log of Roe versus Wade, and now it's moving. The, 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 the Roe versus Wade log is moving. And remember, they don't have God. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have the peace that surpasses all understanding, and so it starts to move. So like the person having the heart attack, oh, you know what? This isn't a heart attack. I mean, you know what? You know what? I ate that chili. My friend Mick made me eat that stinking diner. That's what this is. This is not a heart attack. That person who's walked into our business with a gun isn't really going to shoot people. That's not really a fire. Is that a fire? Wait, in our house, is that a fire? 
And so they start to tell each other lies and they've got to lie to one another. So people hanging on the log, you guys, those logs are going to smash us. No, no, no. That's it. They'll, they'll go to the side. The logs are going to go to the side. Don't let go of log. And then they start to convince each other of other lies. Let's talk about um, cases where, where somebody isn't necessarily seeking an abortion, but women have medical issues during pregnancies. Uh, and, and you're worried that, that women who might be having a miscarriage are worried that they're going to they're gonna fall into this legal system some, somehow. Absolutely. How does that play out? I fully see the Alabama legislature and other state legislatures going towards the criminalization of miscarriage in general. Because if you can't prove that you didn't take mifeprestone or misoprostol, the abortion drugs, then how, I mean, there's no way for them to, to prove your innocence because there's no test that can tell anyone if you took it or not. So every miscarriage is gonna be invest investigated. People in official state government positions making those calls for people they've never met, have no interaction with, and also have no training to make those calls about. Abortion is healthcare. You can believe the earth is flat does not make it so. And so what we see now is on a government level, state by state, also the Supreme Court has decided that access to healthcare is not important and that the maternal mortality rate on the rise is fine. It's not fine. They don't think it's unimportant. They know who's going to be most affected and they're unconcerned, right. right? So they're not concerned with black and brown people, queer and trans folks, disabled folks. They're like, they want to widen that, that gap between the have and the have not. It's not that they don't care. Let's take this stuff in reverse order. Uh, so the lady there at the end who uh, may well identify as black, I don't know. I'm not an anthropologist or a biologist. I have no idea. Or a sociologist. Um, I've looked at her skin. It's darker than, than mine. But then again, I mean, who knows? Um, she is saying that, that this is going to affect black and brown people. Yeah, but black and brown people are the most killed by abortion. But log. And then queer and so-called trans people. Trans doesn't exist, but queer, I, whatever. There's people who identify as queer. They don't produce babies. Much. So there's that. But log. Got to get everyone else. Got to be afraid. This is the whole miscarriage thing. And the New York Times is doing the same thing. New York Times. Why do we talk about miscarriage differently from abortion? The line between abortion and pregnancy loss has always been blurry. Over the past few decades, the anti-abortion movement has forged a cultural bright line between the two experiences, promoting dueling narratives of the bad mothers who voluntarily cause fetal death versus good mothers who grieve unpreventable pregnancy loss. These narratives are often steeped in harmful stereotypes. Black and poor women are often blamed or even prosecuted for them when they miscarry, while white women with economic means are assumed victims of a bodily process outside of their control. Um, I was able to find a case where a woman was in fact prosecuted for having a miscarriage, except it wasn't for having a miscarriage. And addressing the fear of that fear factory, that woman was saying women can't prove they didn't take the drugs. That's why our legal system says you don't have to prove you didn't do something. You do not have to prove you didn't commit a crime. That's not your job. It's the prosecutor's job to 
prove you took the drugs. If it gets to that point, complete reversal of what is true. Just like it's a complete reversal that those logs coming downstream aren't going to hit you. Just like it's a complete reversal that your safest place in a rushing cold river is to hold on to the log for the rest of your life, which will be about 13 minutes if you don't let go of log and get down to the rescuers. So here's this from, um, from Los Angeles. This is the Guardian reporting on it, but it's a California-based situation. A woman named Chelsea Beckers. And this is the way they write it. On November 4, 2019, TV stations across California blasted Chelsea Becker's photo on their news stations. The search was on for a troubled 25-year-old woman wanted for the murder of her unborn baby. News anchors said, warning viewers not to approach her if they spotted her, but to call the authorities. The next day, Becker was asleep at the home she was staying in when officers with the Hartford Police Department arrived. The officer had a large automatic weapon pointed at me and a canine dog. Becker, now 28, recalled in a recent interview, I walked out and surrendered. Note, it wasn't an automatic weapon. Two months before, Becker had a stillbirth at a California hospital losing a baby boy at eight months pregnant. The Kings County prosecutor in the Central Valley charged her with murder of a human fetus, alleging she had acted with malice because she'd been struggling with a drug addiction and the hospital reported meth in her system. Becker's attorneys argued there was no evidence for the substance use cause that there was no evidence the substance use caused the stillbirth and California's law did not allow for this type of prosecution in the first place. Still, she spent 16 months in jail awaiting trial before a judge dismissed the charges. Now listen to this. Becker was prosecuted by the Kings County District Attorney, Keith Fagundis, the only prosecutor in California who has filed charges for a stillbirth in the last three decades. Oh, by the way, the woman has, it says, five other kids. The woman stayed on meth, according to the article, while pregnant. The woman went to the hospital on meth. But they didn't prove that the meth contributed to the death of the baby. The prosecution was not for having a miscarriage. The prosecution was for taking meth and making your baby take meth. That's what the prosecution was for, making the baby take meth. But you watch as these people clinging to the log of CDC and Roe and FDA and FBI and NEA and DOE and DNC as they cling to log will now try to do with abortion and miscarriage what they've done with boy and girl. There's no such difference. They're all the same. They're traumatized people. And I'd said that as I began to reflect upon this, the nature of their trauma, that I began to have empathy for them. And I believe that's a good thing. I really believe that's a good thing.
because we're being tested all the time at how we think of scared people. We are. We're constantly tested as the Lord says, how are you going to treat the least of these? The Mockingbird media, the least of these? Sure. All right, it's wrapping up. Uh, I just got a note from a gentleman who went to the ToddHermanShow.com slash store to buy his two t-shirts. He said he looked at expedited shipping and said the only option to get like really fast expedited shipping, he said was 26 bucks. And he said, I'm, I'm, I can wait. I'm like, yeah, me too. I Listen, uh, I, and I can't imagine an emergency where you need the t-shirts in an expedited basis. I, I, maybe there is. But, but please don't spend for expedited shipping. These two t-shirts are going, that will come to an end. We're going to keep them on the website. I'm going to quit promoting them. And then when the new t-shirts come up, th- we will take these down. We'll keep them on the website until the new t-shirt designs arrive. But to get the first generation of t-shirts now, to make sure you have them, you need to get them now. Doesn't mean they need to ship now. You buy them, we're going to send them to you. We're not going to, not going to not send them. So there's two different designs. It's first generation. When we do Todd Herman show events, you can be the person who walks in and says, yes, I was with the podcast when it was just a podcast and it launched. And here's the t-shirts I have. They're 29 bucks. We pay 19 bucks ourselves for the t-shirt. So we make about 10 bucks per shirt just to be transparent with you on the prices. And it's one way to show your membership in the family podcast family from very, very early on in the show. You go to the toddhermanshow.com to the store, toddhermanshow.com, hit up the store. Super easy, two t-shirts, get some for the family. Buy some for your liberal friends and pretend it's a liberal show and see what happens when they listen to it. Now, don't do that. Don't lie. It should be funny though. My mom says I'm a conservative. I always tell her, nah, I'm a moderate. Hey, you can call yourself whatever you want, right? So breaking with all of this, except not, Brian Stelter had this spokesperson on who is the so-called chief of staff for Jill Biden. Jill, Jill, Dr. Jill. And he went on Brian's show and you could hear this and go, wow, he asked him about Hunter Biden. He did. But again, here's the role. So they're bringing Stelter on so they can get on record that they've talked about Hunter Biden and they can do it in as soft a way as possible. And yes, I do want to get to this empathy I have for them. I, I, I have trouble conjuring any empathy for Brian Stelter. He is such a liar. What about Hunter? Hunter under federal investigation. Charges could be coming at any time. This is not just a right-wing media story. This is a real problem mm-hmm. for the Bidens. Mm-hmm. Could he decide not to run for re-election given his son? Look, they make, they make decisions as a family and um, they will make that decision uh, when it's time. But you know, do, you like think said, to, do you trying, think they've talked about it yet? No, They're, the president's doing his job. He's doing his work. He's not focused on that. It's 19 months. <laughs> Why would he be doing that? Um, okay, so you're saying it's, uh, the press is getting ahead of- Way ahead, way ahead. Look, there's more work to do. Uh, it's been 19 months and, um, you know, he, t- he intends to run, like you said. Hmm. But I think, we, I, think, I think the focus should be from the press on how what he is doing is affecting people out in the country. Um, because there these are go. things that Democrats have wanted to get done for a long time. Hmm. And just over, in just a week, 
veterans, manufacturing, um, the unemployment rate. Um, it's, it's been remarkable to see a president rack up so many substantive wins, as even your anchors have noted in the last year. Even your anchors. So here's the game. He goes on and Stelter's nervous. Man, I got to ask you about this Hunter Biden thing. I got to ask about it. But he leaves this feeling better because Jill Biden's chief of staff reminded me, no, the log is solid. Log, log is solid. Log is safe. Log knows what's going on. And Stelter can leave that interview going, we've asked about it. We asked about Log. Log's not concerned. Log, log isn't vacillating. Log is a very safe place to be. And then it comes to us. Why do they fear us? Well, because we're looking at the log going, that's not safe. That log isn't going to save you. That log's not going to save anybody. Man, that's a creaky log. It's a slick and creaky log and the waters are rushing and there's, there's other logs and debris coming down the water. I'm going to get out of the water. I'm going to stand over here on solid ground. I'm going to stand on a firm foundation. I'm going to stand on a thing I know to be true. I'm going to stand in the unchanging, unchangeable word of God. I'm going to stand here above the stream over here. And yeah, when I see things coming that are disconcerting, like 87,000 new IRS agents, I'm going to go back and think biblically, what are leaders supposed to be like biblically? Are they supposed to threaten? Nope. Are they supposed to pick winners and losers? No. Are they supposed to steal, rob, and con? No. Are they supposed to treat servants worse than they treat themselves? No. Are they supposed to use honest weights and measures? Yes. Are they supposed to be unbribable? Yes. So when I hear about 87,000 new IRS agents, I'm going to remind myself that, wait a minute, they wanted to know the details of every single bank account that had even 600 bucks in it. And then when I hear someone with the party go on TV and speak this way about IRS agents. And this is Ben Cardin, Democrat from Maryland, who says- there, Can you understand how 87,000 new IRS agents would scare the heck out of millions of Americans? Well, millions of Americans aren't gonna be impacted by that other than getting better service from the IRS, having their telephone answered, getting the questions they need in order to comply with our tax laws. The auditing is gonna be uh, focused on those of high income, the large corporations, et cetera. So uh, there's no reason to be fearful. And if you have paid your taxes and if you comply with our laws, you should want to make sure everyone else does that. Oh, he's with the same party who's telling us. Let's talk about um, cases where, where somebody isn't necessarily seeking an abortion. And telling us. Searing heat, massive wildfires, catastrophic flooding. Unequivocal evidence, the United Nations says that climate change is real. My thesis is proven. They worship the three letters. Log, IRS, solid log. We worship Christ Jesus, the solid foundation. And yet the empathy I feel for them, 
That's what we're supposed to feel. That's what we're called to feel as children of God. We're called to be and to feel and be empathetic. We're called to act upon that. Now, we can't personally go help these people. They're, they're terrified of us, but we can pray for them. And in praying for them, we become closer to the Father. And empathy is such an enormously powerful, life-changing thing. When you truly, truly, truly feel it, it can give you some of the greatest moments in, in, in the experience of lifetime. When you truly feel and truly show empathy, it can deliver to you the great gift of feeling God's embrace as you embrace another. Have you ever just had absolute empathy for a person you'd never met? When I was in the hospital um, and my dad was dying and it was before he went to Seattle uh, and ultimately died in the University of Washington Hospital, and incidentally, I, I, I hold in high regard every, every doctor but one who worked in my dad's case. And it was like 20 doctors. So 20 to one ratio, pretty good job, pretty good rate. And I simply had been in the hospital long enough and in and out and up and down the hallways that I noticed that there was a change down the hall for my dad that the family wasn't in the room. The noises that were normally there were gone because normally they were in there crushed into the room, always at least five of them on hand, talking to their mother. When she slept, the family was still often in there. If she was napping, visitor hours were over. I'd often ride down the elevator with them, ask how the day went. And that day, there's just that change in pattern. Wait, the family's all outside of the room. And then I heard the actions in the room, and I heard the bed spring, and I heard a count, and I realized they were delivering CPR. And then I heard the paddles clear, and that bed jumping clear and that bed jumping clear and the springs in the bed again. I couldn't make out what they said next, but it was probably something along the lines of I'm calling it time of death. 1:37 PM or so. And I'm standing in the hallway and I make eye contact with a woman about my age. And she knows my dad is in that room. And I knew who mother was in that room. And for whatever reason, she walked towards me. And she came up to me and I don't know why. Maybe it's through familiarity. Visiting in the elevators, they'll like you often do in circumstances like that. You don't really tell people your name. And we embraced and she said, my mother is gone. And I said, oh, I know. 
oh, I know. I just held on to her. She cried. And I didn't need to say anything other than, oh, I know. I don't know what she did for a living. I don't know much about her. I do know what these people do for a living. I do know their environment. I do know their culture. I've walked the hallways. I've sat in rooms with them. I don't like what they do to us. I don't like their trauma. I don't like that they use their trauma to inflict harm upon us. But we're being tested. Are we able to pray for our enemies? It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's a directive. Pray even for those who are oppressing you. It doesn't say it's okay. It doesn't say God won't have his dealings with them. But our role in this is clear. And understanding that the Mockingbird media are terrified people makes it easier. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be mindful that God calls for us to get more and more like him as we walk closer and closer with him.